Hey, Snacks! It's season four of Snack Size the Podcast, and 2022 is all about you. And guess what? You are fabulous. It's time to open doors and embrace new opportunities. And your dreams can and will come true if you just take the time to pursue them. So this season is a cheers to you finding your fabulous life. Our time together starts now. Hey, Snacks! If you have ever tried to make new friends as an adult, you probably know that making new friends is pretty hard. And in her new web series, It's Not You, my guest today explores the experience of making new friends as an adult. Since moving to Minnesota in 2002, she has produced three short films under her independent film production company, Genie Productions, including the 10-time festival-nominated short film, 911. As a filmmaker, She aims to shed light on characters and stories that are not often told. She created her production company with a mission of enhancing the dynamics of film production through diverse representation, both in front of and behind the camera. And of course, I am so excited to have been selected as a part of the cast for this web series. However, none of this would be happening without the hard work and dedication of my guest today. Her story is so inspiring, I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So please welcome to Snack Size, producer, writer, and director, Allison Gesu. Let's give her a call. Hi, Allison. Welcome to Snack Size. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. We've been trying to do this for a while but I know that you've been busy with lots of projects, including the one that everyone knows I'm in. So we're definitely going to talk about that. So for those people who don't know you, tell my listeners a little bit about you and your life. Yes. So my name is Alison Gesu. I am originally from Cameroon, which is West Africa. Uh, but I've been in the United States or Minnesota since 2002. So it's been a long, long time. Then in 2016, got into filmmaking. Filmmaking was something that I wanted to do for a long time. But again, being of an African background, it's difficult to understand how to get there. So when I took that leap in 2016 for an exploration, I was like, yep, this is definitely where I want to be. And then I guess fast forward a few years later, I now have um, three short films under my belt. First one being 911, the middle child being What Marilyn Didn't Know, and uh, my last short film, Happily Married After, that I completed right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then, like you're aware, uh, before jumping back into a a feature, because that was going to be my next thing, decided to work on a web series. And, you know, here we are. And that's called It's Not You. Yes. And it comes out on May 15th. Um, I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to see it. How do you feel about it? I feel good. Like, because parts of me as a filmmaker is like, there's the writing part. We're like, oh, yeah, I got some great stuff. And then there's the, the filming part, production part, where it's like, oh, my God, we got some great clips. And then there's the editing part that just humbles you. It's like, all the great things that I thought I was feeling, I don't know that I feel that anymore. But after cutting stuff down, working with the editor, we got colors down. It's like, okay, this is this is coming together. I, I wasn't crazy after all. So I'm feeling good. But it's, that, it's like that good apprehension where it's like, I hope people love it as much as I do. So I'm, I'm excited. So I want to go back to 2016. You mm-hmm. used to do project management, right? I still am a project manager, so I do that as oh, a day okay. job. Um, I, I have a, a master's degree in project management. I've been doing it for like the last 10-ish, a little more than that, years. Started off in you know web design, so pretty well-versed in just general 
dangerous enough to understand HTML and coding and then branched into the creative field, which was more um, brand engagement, did a little bit of software as a service. Now I'm back into kind of like microsites. So it's it's project management in essence, but definitely yeah, a, a varying of industries. So when you made the decision to put more of your time into your film career, what did that feel like? What or How did you arrive at that decision? How did you get to that point where like, this is something I'm going to go all in on? Yeah. So um, at a young age, um, probably just about like, I, I say like 12 or 13, I felt like the film industry is where I want to be, but not having like the um, foresight or even just the, 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 the exposure to what that looks like. I always just assumed anybody who's in film that wants to be able to have a voice and do things their own way, they have to go through acting. So uh, 2014, I tried to experiment a little bit with acting, but I realized that is not for me. I am not an actor, not my. Not my <laughs> I, I, I can, and I'm like, that was the long way to get to where I want to be. I'm like, no, 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 this is going to take me forever if I'm going to try and make it on my acting chops. So it was around the time that I was just leading one of the website companies that I was working for and didn't have anything lined up. So I was like, well, I got this break. It's been something I've been curious about for a while. Um, I had come across somebody who talked about producing in a sense. And at the time I was a project manager. Um, so like, well, let me see what it means to produce. So I did a little bit of digging and realized that a lot of the skills that I have as a project manager ties into being a producer. And then on top of that, the producer also gets to call the shots. So I was like, okay, this is definitely you know more of the speed of where I, like I'm going. Because again, I can... You know, realize a project from nothing because that's my background. I can figure out budgets. I can, you know, get a sense of what kind of resources it needed to get to put it together. So um, that year that I was taking a break, I was like, okay. Um, and at the time, to um, 2016, I was married, just newly married. So I told my husband, hey, I really want to explore this thing. This feels like no, like the, the best time because not that I'm not going to look for a job in the future, but if this pans out the way that I want it to, then, hey, you know, we're both going to be living our dream, but I want to give it a shot. And, you know, I'm thankful that he was supportive of that because no, not knowing where that next paycheck is going to come from, knowing that you still have student loans. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> not only undergrad, but grad school on top of that. It was like, okay, this, and, and, and we owned a home as well. So it was like just a lot of things that were rolling on. What, what does this kind of film future look like so it took the took the leap and and because again i never went to film school my thing was i just want to get exposure to anything and everything so if there was a production happening in town free or not i put my name into the hat to be like consider me as a production assistant because again that was for me was the avenue where i could get to understand being behind the camera and seeing what people do you can get a sense of the different departments and how they operate, how they interact with each other. So that was the opportunity for me to pick up that kind of knowledge. And then being the project manager and just the, the areas that I am, I'd already started my course. Like, okay, I'm going to do this production assisting thing for a little bit. Then I'm going to jump into production coordinator. Then I'll become a production manager. And then I'll become a producer like, like that. But that first year doing the whole freelance p- bit just humbled me because at first, it was exciting. It was great. I was getting, you know, some paid opportunities more on the commercial side. Anything narrative, which is where I personally want to be, wasn't paid. But again, my thing was exposure, learning. So it it wasn't a big deal for me at the time. But then it got to a point where, you know, because I 
did it uh, maybe sometime about October. And then as you get towards the winter, it kind of slows down and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And then January rolled around and it's like, it stuff wasn't picking up the way that it, it needed to. And the reserves that I had in terms of like, you know, my savings was dwindling. So it was getting really depressing at the point where it's like, okay, I'm reaching out. And th- the filmmaking industry, especially for Minnesota being so small, you really do have to know people. Everything is word of mouth. So unless nobody knows you, like chances are you're probably not going to get on it. And that was the part that I found really, really hard to get past because um, we're not surprised. Minnesota is like majority white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they, they know they people that, you know, they have their friends. So it's like, okay, you know, how do you break into such a clique? And, and it was difficult. In one of my, you know, very, very down days, I was talking to my neighbor when I lived over the South Side. And he was like, you know what, if you're not finding what you want, you just have to go ahead and start creating those opportunities for yourself. And it, it was scary at first because I was like, I don't know anything. And who's going to believe me? Like, I'm just coming here saying that I like I don't want to be that next person. I just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a film. And then um, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that I can be cynical about my stuff like very very optimistic but very cynical too sometimes I'm like I, it's not like I'm just come out here and break out with the feature film and all of a sudden it's like everybody's gonna want to work with me like that's not that's not my reality right right so start off with just thinking okay what can I do from like a short film perspective just to get me to understand the system and then remembered a guy that I worked with a couple years before his name is Justin, Justin Christopher I'd I'd been on one of his projects, actually a couple of his projects. And so we decided to reach out to him and be like, hey, I want to do this film thing. I don't really know where to go. I'm going to try. I wrote the script, never done script writing before or screenwriting before. And I was like, can you just help me figure out how I can produce this, like bring this to life? And so having that kind of partner really did help in terms of giving me like that boost of not only confidence, but making me feel like, all right, this is definitely attainable if you can just figure out the pieces that go together. That's amazing. It it is just a beautiful story of dedication. And it goes to show that if you want something, sometimes all it takes is just doing it. It reminds me of when I started doing drag. Mm -hmm. I started like a year before RuPaul's Drag Race was like even a thing, like the very Mm -hmm. first episode and I honestly, I used to just get dressed up and go to bars. And if the DJ played a song, I knew I just started performing, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes it is really that simple. Like if you want to do something, just start doing it. And then you're going to make the connections. You're going to meet people. The doors are going to start opening, but it's all just because you chose to start. And just because you don't have the school or the training, or you may not even know what you're doing. Right. It will get you somewhere as long as you just take that first step. Exactly. And sometimes I still don't know what I'm doing, but it's like, hey, you know what? We're just going to keep, like you said, one foot in front of the other until we get to the end. So I know that one thing your production company, Genie Productions, focuses on is diversity. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about how you feel Black people and Black women are underrepresented or how they're represented in film and what you want to do with your projects to change that. Yeah. So being a black woman, you know, African woman, it, it is like blatant. Like there's so many times and, and it's it's a subconscious thing for me, but then more times than not, it just, you know, rises to the surface. But like when you watch TV shows, movies, reality, whatever it is, black women are always missing. And like, no matter, like, and, and, and that got to me because it's like, we're not invisible and and if we are on screen it's always you know a tropey type of character where it's like you know we're the best friend or you know you're just there to you know meet that quota but there it didn't feel like there's ever anything of essence 
Mm-hmm. And then whenever we were on screen too, it just always felt like felt like it was something traumatic. And so um, for me and as a filmmaker, you know, number one, you know, big my big uh, long term dream projects is to be able to help, you know, raise that equity for you know, African artists and have different stories for us because I feel like a lot of the stories that are out there are either like colonial based or slave based, but it's like there's no other type of history around us. So that's what one of my um, TV series that I pitched at the Catalyst um, Film Festival uh, last year was around just um, this world before colonization and just bringing that to light. And then again, being a black woman, knowing that we don't get to be represented as much as we, as, as much as the, you know, um, our other counterparts tend to be in recent years, that's changed, of course, with Issa Rae, um, Ava DuVernay and, and, you know, folks like that. But again, it's like, I just always felt like I wanted to see more women of <laughs> melanated skin on screen, not just in, in one facet, but multifaceted. We're, we're, you know, we're just not, we're not a monolith. We're, 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 it's, we're diverse within our group as well. So for Genie Productions, most, most of my projects have been centered around women and, um, you know, Black women as well, um, not necessarily to highlight any type of character or any type of like background in particular, but again, just making it feel like we can be more than just what we're seeing so far. And that was what's really important to me. I want to touch on something that you did for me with It's Not You. Certainly, let me say, when I think of marginalized groups and minorities, Black women certainly have the hardest struggle, in my opinion. But as a Black gay male, what I appreciate about your films that I don't see in a lot of other films is that now gay men and queerness are now a part of the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But I still feel that in a lot of Black media, we are still have moments where we're the butt of the joke. Like if we're in the room, someone's uncomfortable. And what I really appreciated about the script and being a part of your project is that I was just there and I was just fabulous, you know? (laughs) And that was all it needed to be. And so having the opportunity to play a role that will allow somebody to see that, you know, no one has to be uncomfortable just by you being a little bit extra, you being a little bit flamboyant. I think that that was such a really positive, positive message. So when you talk about diversity, I think you do a great job. I love it. And and I really do want, you know, marginalized folks to, to feel seen, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, part of writing Andre into the script, I do have plans, you know, when we're talking about season two, three, four, and then however long we can do this for that character to grow. I'm, I'm happy that you felt that because that was something that I, I really wanted to be sensitive to and careful in writing. So I, I appreciate that. Speaking of writing, I want to talk about your writing process because people need to know that in addition to creating, you are writing this stuff. (laughs) Talk about a little bit of your writing process and where you get your inspiration from for your ideas. Yeah, sometimes it's it's, it's a little bit of everything, right? So in general, I have like maybe a, not so much a scene, but like an occurrence that I think of and then basically try to build a story around that. So in it's not use case, I've struggled with this in the past. I've been hearing it a lot from from folks. Making friends as an adult is difficult. <laughs> friends as an adult yes. is difficult. Yes. And so I wanted to, again, just um, from the term of keeping it light, not make it preachy or teachy, explore what does that mean? And um, another part of that was making sure that it really did focus on female friendships because that's, you know, a topic of conversation where, 
sometimes it can feel toxic and other times because your friends or really, really close friends, some folks may put on wrong labels when it's just like, no, this is just a genuine friendship and, and didn't want it to evolve around like romantic relationships because that's a lot of what you get to see right now. Mm-hmm. So when I was writing this, I was thinking of it more of like when you think of a rom-com, but it's just yeah. <laughs> two women who want to be platonic friends. And, um, and so, yeah. So when I, when I write, it really just starts with a, with a thought or an, or an idea or something that I think, you know, it'd be great to kind of explore what this means. Um, and in the levels of my brain, there is some, you know, deep meaning to it. Sometimes it shows on screen, other times it doesn't, but I feel like for each of my projects, so that's kind of been different. Cause like my first two, um, I short films, I remember just, there's a lifetime movie on. I, I thought about this and what I was feeling and basically hashed out over a bottle of Moscato, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for It's Not You, I, I try to do a little bit more digging because like a web series, I've, I've never done that before. Story arcs are, are something that I'm continuously trying to improve and learn on and try to think of from like a sitcom perspective that can carry and grow. And, and if anybody ever picks it up, have it be something bigger. What what can that look like? So I was just trying to think of different scenarios that could happen in each episode um, that would still keep it as part of like a big story. And most most of the time, I know what the middle is and sometimes the end. But like the beginning and connecting those two is has always been a challenge. Yeah. So more times than not, I do try to be strict about my writing window because I I don't feel inspired all the time. But of when course, I do, yeah. Yeah, when I do, I just try to make sure that I get as much out while I have that window. And then, you know, what comes out, I try and revise later. I'm not a fan of revising because it sucks. And it's like, oh, when, when you first you first get the words on paper, you're like, oh, my God, I, this feels so good. This is coming out so organic. And then you go back to revise and it's like, what the hell was I thinking with this scene? And you, you feel embarrassed with your work. Also say is, you know, it's kind of like a, a trial and error and, and you, I wait for, no, I don't always wait for those bursts of inspiration. Sometimes they come and sometimes like, okay, I got to force myself to just write out at least three pages today, something like that um, to get through. Because you have to hold yourself accountable, right? Otherwise exactly. the projects will never get done. I totally get it. <laughs> and, and I'm one of those folks that like, when I start something, I definitely want to see it finished because it will not stop bugging me if I don't. So, yeah, it's just trying to create the, the discipline around, um, you know, creating and writing. And, and at least for my last couple of projects, they've been short enough where they've been like, you know, under 40 pages. So I'm like, I can get to 10. I can I can think of something. But with, with, with my feature that I that I wrote and that I'm currently revising, that was a, was um, a little bit of a challenge. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a process. Sometimes, too, like when I get stuck. I watch movies of the same genre or, or, you know, shows of the same genre that could help, you know, spike stuff for me to be like, oh, I like the way they kind of did that with this character. Can I emulate that? But then in a way that is relevant to my story. So speaking of being stuck, there was an article I read about you and I, it was in the Athena Village. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had Googled it and you had this beautiful, beautiful quote. And it says, there are times when I go through self-doubt and the famous imposter syndrome, because I haven't taken the traditional route as most people have in my field. However, to push through, I look back at the work I've created and realize that there is something special. 
what do you feel like you have gained as a filmmaker by taking the road that's traveled? And then how do you deal with like the doubts and the imposter syndrome and insecurities so that you can continue to produce fabulous work? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I said that. My past self is so okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so talking about imposter syndrome, one way it's it, again, it's never this simple, but I'm going to say it. But one way I try to get over it is that everybody feels this. It's not unique to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to, to put myself out there, the only reason why you know some people who have been quote unquote overnight successes is because they did that too. And if that's where I want to be, then that's something that I have to be okay with doing. And in terms of, you know, not having been to film school and, you know, taking a different kind of path from other folks, everyone's journey is different. And I do have to acknowledge that. And there's some people who have gone to film school and put out things that, you know, maybe some folks may, you know, categorize as crap, but there's an audience for everyone. That's another nugget. (laughs) There's an audience for everything. And there's some folks who have not done any film school and have been able to do like, again, beautiful work. So more times than not, it's like, I, I know at the end of the day, there are some people in my corner who support me. I try not to be too hard on myself because I can be, but I definitely try not to be too hard on myself and, and be gracious and, and know that, you know, if for me, the, the the feeling that makes me feel like, you know, I did my best is that at least I tried, then I'm going to live in that feeling, you know, and, and, and try and not get, uh, you know, sunken in by all the noise. Absolutely. I think that when you... There's school, right? There's training and stuff. But if you're caught too much in that, you are missing the beautifully organic moments that can come out of something you just created from the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one reason why, actually, I love going to amateur drag shows because they don't know what they're doing. But honestly, most of the time, they have really, really creative ways of executing whatever doing they're trying to do. And it can be really, really amazing. Um, And that's really with any type of art. You know, Mm -hmm. school schooling isn't everything. Um, It really matters if your your heart is in it to me. Because when when you think about it, the only reason why we have school in the first place is because people notice that these are the particular habits that tend to happen that if we were to bring a 10-year experience into an hour, this is how you're able to learn it. But at the end of the day, in order to get experience is for you to be out there doing things. You cannot always, you, can't, you don't always get experience just from reading. Exactly. So being out there, putting yourself out there, trying things, failing at things, learning from failing at things is really how I think you're able to grow. What is, in anything that you've done, project management, film, whatever, what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten? Oh man. Okay. So I, <laughs> I would say not to sound like a commercial, but it's like, just do it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you give, give yourself the opportunity because you should be, and not to sound overly cliche, but you should be your biggest fan. And I'm, and I'm not saying be that like obnoxious, but it's like, if you're not in your corner, then how can you convince other people to be in your corner? You know? So root for yourself and, and give yourself that opportunity. Oh, I am obnoxious with it, honestly. <laughs> I am. I, I, when I get my performances and even with me like promoting, uh, you know, it's not you. I, if you're not excited, no one else is going to get excited. There right? you go. There yeah, so I say go over the top, be obnoxious, make sure, you know, everybody that you know, know, so, you know, I, uh, 
one of my favorite uh, social media stars, they uh, they got famous by having Tap Your Neighbor Tuesday. And mm-hmm. it was Tap Your Neighbor and Tell Them About Me. And so yeah. I, I do try to keep that energy with all of my projects. I love it. I Tell love your it. friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have asked this on um, every podcast. What do you feel is the secret to a happy and fulfilled life? So, so mine would be to basically set your expectations. Don't base it off of someone else's because... Maybe someone else's happiness is, uh, well, everybody's happiness is $10 million, but not all of us are going to get there, right? If your happiness is sleeping in, have that, have that be your thing. Like I love to sleep. I love to rest. So I make it a priority on my weekends to, to get that in. If your happiness is, um, you know, seeing people have, have that be it. So for me, if it's like, it's not a grand thing. It's just those those little things, those those expectations that again, it's not work, but that you set up set up for yourself. If you're able to meet those, that 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 keeps you happy. So, if listeners want to follow you, where can they find you at? Yes, so I do have um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter accounts for Genie Productions. That's D J I N I Productions. Um, except on Twitter, it was too long, so I had to cut off the S. So it's just Genie Production. And that's also www.geniproductions.com. So um, I keep that the most updated. Um, my, the offshoot projects that come from that tend to have like their own, at least Facebook pages. Um, but yeah, the best way would be through Genie Productions. Awesome. And then It's Not You is premiering on YouTube. Is that right? It is pre- premiering on YouTube. Yep. So what I have um, planned to do, because I've been going back and forth between do I want to release everything at once? Do I want to do once a week? Will you whatever? And I want to leave a little bit of anticipation. Like it's going to be beautiful when watched all together, and I get it. But um, just to help get people engaged and hopefully you know excited about it as much as I am, I'm going to be releasing two episodes each Sunday, and it's going to be Sunday at seven. I want to do live streaming for those, so it'll be great to like get interactions with folks and just kind of get people's feelings real time. Um, they're really, really short episodes, so it's not going to eat into anybody's weekend. You know, they're all between like three to five minutes. But yeah, starting um, May 15th at seven o'clock on YouTube, I'll be there live. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. Well, you know, I'll be tuning in. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. And thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by Snack Size. It has been a joy having you. I can't wait to see all of your future projects. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Snacks. Until next time, go be fabulous. Hey, Snack. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, I know you don't want to miss out on the party. So head on over to www.snacksizepodcast.com and sign up for email alerts about new episodes and very special announcements from me. Until next time, step out into the world and let them know that you are fabulous.